May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So last week I, I read a newspaper article about a restaurant in a small rural town just outside of uh, Des Moines, Iowa. It was all of all things a Mexican restaurant, which you wouldn't expect in Iowa, but there you have it. One that's been there for over 20 years. It's a family-owned business that was started by a couple who migrated from Mexico over 25 years ago. The owners recently posted a large sign in front of their restaurant, uh, a sign that's, that's fairly common and one you, you probably have seen around yourself. And it said, we believe that black lives matter. No human is illegal. Love is love. Women's rights are human rights. Science is real and water is life. Finishing with the words, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So you might be surprised or not to know that the restaurant's social media just lit up with criticism. A uh, few customers complaining that they've been coming for years, were never going to have dinner there again, um, and they wouldn't come back until a sign came down. And one post uh, saying that their sign insulted Christianity and America. So the owner took the sign down and he replaced it with one even larger that says, no love no tacos. Succinct to the point. And I've thought about this newspaper story a lot. It actually could be a source of uh, for several different sermons, actually. And what intrigues me about this story for today is how it kind of mirrors some of what's happening in the gospel lesson. Jesus has been preaching and teaching and telling stories and parables and proclaiming the good news throughout the area. And today, once again, there's this attempt to test Jesus, to trap him with another question, to try and create division and controversy. Which commandment in the law is the greatest? And Jesus answers without any hesitation. You shall love your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love God. Love your neighbor. On these two commandments hangs everything. That's it. Everything that matters in this world. All of Christianity distilled down to its very essence. Love God. Love your neighbor. Before we become all sentimental and teary-eyed, this is not a love like we are used to thinking about. Emotions and feelings. I love your dress. I love my new car. I love my church. I love my the music in my church. This love is love for the other. An unselfish love. A love that seeks the good and a well-being of others and of society and of the world. And a love like this is, it's probably not easy. 
I remember that the late, great Bill Rhodes gave a sermon on this very passage. And what I remember the most is that he said, I know some of you are thinking, I can do this. I can love my neighbor. But I don't actually have to like them, do I? And he went on to say, uh-uh, not good enough. And I always wanted to talk to him more about what he said and, and what he was trying to tell us, but, but we ran out of time. But I wonder if he meant exactly what he said, that there just isn't any wiggling out of what Jesus is saying. It is what it is. Love God, love your neighbor. And it wasn't a coincidence that, that Jesus tied these two passages together, linking God with loving our neighbor. They're inextricably entwined. Each reinforces, reinterprets, and empowers the other, reminding us then and today that we cannot claim or even believe that we love God and then refuse to love what God loves. It's not a matter of liking or not liking. This is a love that spills over borders and margins. It's a hunger for justice that's fierce and urgent. It's a love that is a commitment to seek the good and the welfare of others. Anything that harms the children of God. It's a empathy for others and for a world that can cause our hearts to break because this kind of love makes us, oh, so very vulnerable to the others who are in pain. This is hard love and it's costly. The presiding bishop writes in his book, Love is the Way, that this love is something fierce. This love is a verb. It's an action with force and follow through. This love changes the world for the better. But here we are today. We're a week away from an election that is, it's an election, quite frankly, that is increasing the divisions and the potential for violence in this country. And all the while, we are still trying to live with a pandemic that is just getting worse instead of getting better. More people getting sick and more people dying. Hospitals are filling back up. And today we have this message of loving God and loving our neighbor. And perhaps that message feels, a, I don't know, just a little bit unrealistic right at the moment. We're watching friends, families, and communities turn against each other over this election. We may be experiencing this in our own lives and in our own families, and everyone is choosing sides. But if we choose to follow Jesus, there are no sides. There's only love of God and of our neighbor. And that way, 
is always about standing up, standing with, and speaking up for those who are being marginalized because of their race or gender or religion or who they love. And God's love is what gives us the energy to keep going, even when the reality of what's happening might just overwhelm us. Love shows us the way. Love will show us the right thing to do every single time. Jesus spoke these words the last week of his life, knowing full well that he had run out of time. And when he was asked what mattered most, he spoke of love. But to be clear, loving your neighbor is not just about being nice, because nice is not good enough. It's a clarion call for justice. It's about compassion and empathy and decency toward others. Loving our neighbor calls us to live as if everyone matters, as if all of God's creation matters. One writer put it this way, human beings are sacred. We are being asked to see each other in that light of a singular inalienable worth that would make a family of us if we let it. To love God is to love the way God loves. When we love one another, we become the people we are meant to be, each one of us sacred and holy. Let us be that beloved community and show the world what loving one another looks like and learn how to live as God intends in a place where all are welcome, all are safe, all are accepted, all are loved. Knowing absolutely we cannot love God and not love who he loves. As Father Bill would remind us if he were here today, there is no wiggle room. Love God. Love your neighbor, no exceptions. Amen.